back, folks, to another week of our PA High School Football Report podcast. I'm Nebby Asias here with my sports editor, Brian Linder. Brian, how you doing this week, man? I'm about 11 minutes behind right now, Nebby, and I, you know, I don't want to blame anybody, but you know, we don't want to throw anybody under the bus. But my man's 11 minutes behind. Pro wrestling's already on TV. You know, I'm not really a big pro wrestling fan, but I watched that a little bit. I'm behind on that now. You know, we got a guy here who's trying to get to the NFL. He, he's he's now he's 11 minutes behind on work on getting to the NFL. But how are you, Nebby? How are you, Nebby, besides running 11 minutes behind? I could be better. To everyone listening to this podcast today, I apologize for 11 minutes behind. My older sister caught a flat on the side of the highway. So, you know, sometimes I got to uh, do diligence as a younger brother. But nonetheless, we're here with another great week, another great episode for you folks. Brian, you want to introduce who we got coming on our podcast today? The great Justin Bieber said, it's too late to say I'm sorry. He's a philosopher <laughs> and a great entertainer. We got to get it right, Nevy. Yeah, we're going to get it right. We got a great episode ahead of us, man. <laughs> hey, man, we're doing good. Another big week. A lot of stuff's happening in the football around the state. And this is a high school football podcast that we do for you guys. But this week, we're stepping outside of high school football a little bit to a guy who, who came from Pennsylvania high school football and is trying to take it somewhere big. The most prolific receiver, I think, if you look at the numbers, it says it out. In college football last year, Nebby, was a guy named Cody Gustafson. And when I got here probably about six years ago, I didn't get a ton of a chance to work with Cody. I think my first year sort of coming into Penn Live was his last year, I think, at Shippensburg. He had some really good career. The Shippensburg Greyhounds, he went on to Gro- Grove City College and caught a whole bunch of balls. I think around 300. Cody Gustafson, right? How many, how many receptions? You know. You know the numbers. It was over 300. Three Over 300 receptions. And seriously, guys, if Nebby, if you go look up, I, I bet Nebby knows the numbers. I, I wrote them. I should know them by heart because I wrote them down. We did a really good story on him. I put myself over there. See, guys, a really good story because I wrote it. I'm going to give myself some props. <laughs> no, it's actually his story. It's easy to write because when you get a story that's that easy to write, it's a good story to tell. And over 300 receptions, and really, if you go pull up the NCAA stats for all divisions, he played in Division Three. He's right up there at the top, guys. You know, a lot of guys who you're going to see talented as first-round draft picks and stuff, Nebby, they don't have the numbers he had. And, Brian, to be exact, that was 341 receptions. So, I mean, Cody, people are making comparisons to you being like the cult of the NFL. I mean, how do you how do you feel about those comparisons? Let's get started there. I want to break that ice, man. Yeah, I mean, it's it's truly an honor to to have those comparisons be made. Obviously, Cooper Cups emerged as like one of the most elite in the NFL. And, and I've really studied his game in these past few years and tried to, to model some of the things that I do on the field after him. Whatever people are saying, like, I'll take whatever. But to be compared to someone like that, it's definitely an honor. So the NFL is a little bit of a copycat league, Nebby. And if you're going to be like marketing yourself off another guy coming in, 2022 is not a bad year to say, you know, hey, I might be a little bit like Cooper Cup. And you know what? The size is there too, uh, Cody. I was looking at it, and I think you and Cup are about the same stature and all, 6'2", 195. But you, know, you got all the numbers, and you and I talked about this. And you said, you know, numbers can be, you know, people can debate numbers because you play in Division Three, right? It's an uphill battle. Tell us about that. How have you been handling this? I know you just had a pro day at Duquesne. Um, you put up all the numbers, but there's still a little bit of having to prove yourself, try to get a shot. What is what has this journey been like? What is it still like? And how are you feeling right now? I mean, we're just a couple weeks away from NFL draft and some teams starting to make some some moves on guys in your class. 
it's definitely been a, a process of, of highs and lows. And uh, that's the challenge of everything is being able to to go through those with joy in my heart and a smile on my face. It's definitely been difficult being a Division three receiver and having a lot of people doubt the skill set coming. I can't tell you that I played against the same level of competition as these guys that are going to get drafted in the first round. It's I just didn't. But um, I think that uh, with the work ethic that, that I had over these past four years and the work ethic that I have right now, um, I think that, that I can play with some of those bigger guys. And I'm um, just looking forward to, to hopefully getting that shot. I'd say the biggest thing right now is just uh, staying focused on the vision. That's one of the things that we talk a lot about at Grove City is focus on your vision, not your circumstance. Definitely a lot of circumstances right now. But if I'm just able to, to remain focused on that vision, there's really nothing that's going to stop me from the pursuit of that. And um, I know that, that life is, is a lot more than football. So I'm going to have joy in my heart, regardless of whether I'm playing on Sunday someday or um, whether I'm not. It's definitely a fun and exciting process. Cody, um, you kind of segued into the next question I was going to ask you in terms of speaking about your work ethic. And something Brian and I talk about on this podcast often is if you can ball, if you're a baller, they're going to find you no matter where you're at. Division three, division two, JUCO, D1. I mean, can you sort of shed some light into that perspective of, you know, you coming out of D3 and the type of work ethic that you feel as though you have to have as compared to these Division One athletes that you talked about? Yeah, I mean, I think that that's motivated me all the more to to work my butt off. Coming out of high school, I know Brian and I talked a little bit about this, but I was like 165 pounds and wasn't very fast, was not very strong. And over the past four or five years, like I've put on 30 pounds, got a lot stronger, a lot faster. And I think that that, that in itself shows that, that I'm willing to put in the time and I have the work ethic to get better. I mean, that's one thing that, that I know that I can control. Like I can't control the, the genetics that I have. I was blessed with good genetics, but maybe not quite as good as what some of those top tier guys have. But, but I can control my work ethic. And, and that's one thing that I know that I can be better than everybody at. And that's one thing that I'm going to continue to do. You know, again, you, you're coming from Shippensburg. And when you came through Shippensburg, you guys had some good teams. But Anthony Smith hadn't arrived yet either. And, and I think uh, it probably wasn't even on the map back then like it was now because of Anthony, as far as prolific, you know, high level prospects, it's probably always been sort of an uphill battle, right? I mean, even through high school, getting to this point, and, and, and now here you are. And one of the things that I think, you know, people probably heard from you, they don't know is, I know you're deeply religious, right? You told me that that's played a key role for you too. And you also have a pretty good career set up of football that works out as an actuary, right? Then work with Pinnacle Health. So you're in some good positions, right? Mentally and, and just with whatever happens here, you're in good position. Yeah, absolutely. No, I know that I find my joy in, in things that aren't here on this earth. So, you know, if you can live that way. Like you're always going to be joyful regardless of the outcome of a situation. There are a lot of avenues that a guy like you could take here. You know, you might. And, and I know the, the goal is to get into a camp at least, um, be able to get with these guys and show them what you can do against top level guys. Um, but there are a lot of other opportunities, too. Have you Are you also considering other leagues or or what, what is the play? I know you and I talked about some. What is the play? Like, if you don't get an NFL op- camp opportunity, if you got a call from the CFL, if you got a call from the USFL, or, you know, the XFL's coming back again, I think. Are you open to considering those and seeing where it goes? Or, or how are you playing this right now? I'm definitely open to considering um, whatever. I love the game. The game has been something that I've been involved with since I was, like, four or five years old. Uh, my dad's a high school football coach, so I've I've always been 
um, involved with the game. So, I mean, um, I'm also getting married in May. So that's a that's a conversation that I'm gonna have with my fiance because ultimately we're gonna do what's best for the both of us. I mean, if that's um, what God has in store for us to play in a different league, that's absolutely where we're gonna be. Wow, that's really big. I mean, to have that type of mindset at the age you're at, you know, a lot of guys coming in. I'm a big fan of the Pivot podcast. I know we're on the PA High School Football Report podcast right now, but, you know, they had an episode on there when they talked to Michael Parsons and was like, you know, how do you have this mindset at such a young age? And he was just like, man, you either come with it or you don't. You get what I'm saying? So your work ethic speaks volumes. Hard work beats talent any day when talent fails to work hard. If you don't mind asking, uh, when is your, your potential wedding date? May 29th, less than two months. You may run into a problem there if you're OTAs. No, I know. <laughs> We've had that conversation, too. She's been so, so awesome with this entire process. Literally ready to go whenever that call is, has been made. So we're excited regardless of what's going to happen with this. It's going to be a, a fun time. Cody, I have a question for you. I'm a bit curious. You tell us you've been playing football since about the age of four years old. Obviously, your father's a really big influence in your life because you mentioned he's a high school football coach as well. If you don't mind me asking, where does he coach football at? Uh, he coaches at Chippensburg. Oh, wow. So, okay. Cool. On the on the staff with Coach Faust then. Yep. And there are a whole bunch of football playing Gustafsons. There's Nick, got an older brother who's a quarterback. and Right. That, that segues into the next question I was going to ask you then. I mean, can you sort of take us through your journey? I mean, you're a mid-pen standout. You played at Shippensburg. What was that journey like upon getting to Grove City and sort of where you're at right now? I mean, sort of take us through that process. Growing up, super involved with the game. I was always the water boy on the sideline and the ball boy and like always just ready to go and and to be that guy that was under the lights Friday nights. And football is something that like you mentioned is it's like a a family tradition at this point. Everybody plays football and um, that was super special getting to to play for my dad and then getting to catch passes from my brother when I was in high school and then having the opportunity. My younger brother was a freshman when I was a senior so I got to play a little bit with him. Then I got two years out here at Grove City playing with him. So, I mean, it's been super special that, that football has kind of brought our family together in, in a way because we all just are, are able to bond over that. And that was also one of the, the big reasons that I ended up coming to Grove City was my older brother was out here at Grove City. It has been, it's just been an awesome journey in, in the sense of, of family. As far as like the journey at Grove City, um, I came to Grove City as a, a small wide receiver out of high school, some scrawny kid. And. I'm super thankful. I think my my coach saw from the very beginning the potential um, as far as as where I could get to. And uh, he put me in an awesome situation my freshman year. And um, I was just able to to run with that. And I think the the work ethic just really took over. I think it was like the summer going into my sophomore year, the work ethic took over. I started gaining a ton of weight, getting a lot stronger and getting a lot faster. And I think at that point, it was like, I'm just going to do everything I can and, and continue to dominate this level. And if something stems from it, like that's that's really awesome. As I went through my career and uh, senior year came around and we had some people talking about like potentially playing beyond college, I was just like, you know what, I'm going to continue to bust my butt and give it everything I have. And if that ends up being a possibility, that's what I'm going to do. Nebby, so, so people get an idea. Grove City has had one guy make it to the NFL, R.J. Bowers. I think that was back in the 90s or late 90s. I think he played with the Steelers just a little bit. And so it's not really a destination college for NFL scouts. And he thought about working. And I uh, talked to Coach DiDonato down there. I hope I pronounced that right. I'm I'm a South Carolina guy. I'll mess up a name in a heartbeat. (laughs) He said, COVID year, man, he would drive through this campus and everybody was home. And there was like one guy out there running around in the snow, like a wild man. 
because it was our best player, Cody Gustafson, out there just working. And that's how you go and become maybe the second guy, at least to be in consideration. People think should be in consideration to get a shot here. And I know because Grove City was not a really a destination for pro football scouts, one of the big things we talked about, we did a story, which, guys, if you want to read some more, you know, after this podcast, we did a story probably about, you know, in mid-February about uh, Cody uh, and uh, compared him a little bit to Cooper Cup because his coach compared him a little bit to him, too. And he also compared him a little bit to Justin Watson, um, who went to Penn and is now in the league. I think he's with the Chiefs and was with the Bucks. But um, we, when we talked back then, Cody, it was tough just getting a chance to work out in front of pro guys. And I know you just had a pro day at Duquesne, right? How, first of all, how did that come together? How did you end up at Duquesne? How were you able to work out with those guys? Yeah, I mean, it was uh, an awesome opportunity, awesome experience. Super thankful for Duquesne's coaches to for accommodating me. So, I mean, my my coach and my agent worked really hard with, to to get me in there. And I guess uh, there was a few scouts that called Duquesne, and um, they requested for me to be there to to get some numbers. And um, the pro day went pretty well. I thought that uh, I was able to to stand out a little bit down there. Just uh, hoping that that we hear from somebody from there. And hey, Cody that experience like i mean being among the best of the best right some of the guys with top talent in the nation i mean division one guys you're coming out of d3 and you're probably just as good as some of those guys and you know i'm a firm believer in the fact that like i said if you can ball you can ball i mean talk to me a bit about that experience what was it like you know comparing and measuring up against guys in your opinion i i mean the numbers don't lie i think that i i did pretty well um as far as comparing to to the guys i was competing with i had the opportunity to go down to a showcase and Texas in January um, with some of the top Division Two, Division Three, uh, Division One FCS guys down there, and I I felt like I was able to excel down there as well. I mean, I I just want to continue to to play against better and better people. Just continue to to see if I can stack up well with um, the guys that I'm I'm going against because I feel like I'm able to fit in 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 whatever environment that I've been been put in so far. You've been you've been working out to uh, up in Newcastle, right? Um, who are you working out with again, Cody? Terry Grossetti, Grossetti Performance. Yeah, that's a that's a well known spot out there. What's it been like? You know, what, what kind of work have you been putting in out there? And and now that you guys are through the pro day, hoping to get a call for a workout, what are the things that you've been working on? What's the schedule been like? And you know, what are you doing to try to fine tune things if you get that call? I mean, I was training six days a week, three hours a day out with Terry in, in Newcastle. And that was with, I think we had 35 to 40 guys total, um, a part of that training process. I'm pretty sure I was the only Division three guy out of those 35 to 40. So, I mean, there was like guys from all over the country that came in and I did feel that I was able uh, to fit in just perfectly fine. Like if you'd walk in there, you wouldn't think that there's someone that doesn't belong. So that was a another experience that I had where it's like, I think that I can continue to play at the next level. Um, that program is kind of, that was very suited for our pro day specifically. So since I had the pro day, I'm, I'm off of that program right now, but I've still been training, uh, like six or seven days a week on my own, uh, hitting the field almost every day, staying in the weight room, just getting ready for that call. Cause when it happens, I think that, uh, all the numbers are out the window at that point. It just comes down to, can you play football? Can you get open whenever someone's trying to guard you one-on-one? And I think that environment is where I thrive the best. And you know, when you get that call, it's sort of, it's got, it's a walk on mentality because, you know, even if you get the call, right, you got to go in there and scrap. You're not going to be a first round pick. You're not going to be a second round pick, you know, and you know that. So it's not like I'm dissing you or anything, 
you're just you're just trying to get a shot here. It's going to be an uphill battle even when you get into camp. How ready are you? You got to be really mentally tough for that battle, right? So I think it's going to be probably for those for, for guys like you. Even with all the numbers, everything you've done, when you get there, it's going to be like being a walk on in college, right? They're going to have first and second, and third rounders who they got big money invested in, and you're going to have to go in there and really bust your butt, right, to to catch an eye. Are you, how ready are you for that mental part of it? You know, mental and physical. How ready are you for that battle? I mean, mentally, I'm definitely prepared. Um, I've came from uh, the bottom and had to to work my butt off to get to where I am now. And um, like we were talking about earlier, like in the end of the day, like football is super awesome, but it's not what defines me. Uh, mentally, I'm, I'm definitely ready. And physically, I've been working the past couple of years for, for an opportunity like this. And um, I think that I've proved myself that any time that, that I'm guarded one-on-one with someone trying to, to stay with me, um, I, I get open every time. So uh, I'm just excited. And those are the environments that, that I do thrive in whenever um, I play from the bottom and just going against guys that are, are supposed to be a lot better than me. I think that that's where I can really uh, shine. Cody, I mean, real fast, at what moment during your career at Grove City did it all begin to click for you, right? I mean, what, at what point did you start to think like, man, I can really do this. I can really have a day and I can really make a big name for myself and, you know, go up against some of these top guys? It was probably my, like, senior spring COVID season, whenever I kind of realized that, like, maybe I'll have a shot. I mean, I was, I just felt like I played that season on, like, no offense to like any of the the players that we played against, but like on a different level than everybody there that I was able to just run past people pretty easily and, and able to get open at ease at that point. We would face double and triple teams at times in that spring and I was still winning and getting open and, and making tons of catches and stuff. So uh, I think I realized at that point, I was like, all right, I think that this could potentially happen after the, the fall next year. So I just really busted my butt ever since then to put myself in, in a position that, that this could happen and I could get a chance at the next level. I know early on podcast, we made a lot of Cooper Cup comparisons. Just out of curiosity, I mean, what receiver is it that you like to emulate and watch? I mean, personally for you, because aside from Cooper Cup, I see a lot of Wes Walker. And you- yeah, I mean, I definitely watched a lot of him whenever I was younger, whenever he was in his prime release wise and like route running wise like I've studied Devontae Adams so much like he's literally he's the best I've watched a ton of his stuff and and tried to model my game off of him like I like you said Cooper Cup is kind of just emerged recently so I I mean I have been watching him but I would say like of all receivers that I try to watch the most it's it's probably Devontae Adams and he's like one of those guys that's not like extremely fast either he's just an incredible route runner and has incredible feet so um, I think that that's one thing that, that I can also bring to the table. So, I mean, real quick, this is a, this is a guy, Nebby, shows up at Grove City, 165 pounds. He's 6'2", 195 now. And we, he talked about our sophomore year. And just so people know, when we said most productive receiver in college football, I just want to reiterate the stats before we wrap this thing up. 341 receptions, which across all divisions, you know, and in, in, in NCAA was second across all divisions. 5,328 yards was first among all active NCAA players last year, along with his 112.9 yards per game. And he also scored 52 touchdowns, twice an offensive player of the year. He was an academic All-American, all kind of stuff like that. And he did all of that. Grove City, like we said, has had one NFL player, R.J. Bowers. All of that, he's put himself in the discussion to be considered 
and he smiled through this whole podcast. You can't help but think a lot of that. He's, you know, you say football didn't find you. You're getting married in May. My man, it's, it's almost April here. You got like a huge two months of your life coming up here. How much are you thinking about that? I mean, look, even if you don't get a shot, it's got to be pretty darn exciting the next two months. And, and, and I think you're going to get a shot somewhere. And I think you deserve one. I think if you go watch the film, guys, you look at the numbers, watch the film. He's, he's got the quick feed. He, you know, he uses his hands well. He can get open. Um, and there's a place for that in, in the NFL and, and in football. Huge next two months of your life. How much have you thought about that, and and how how do you approach these next two months? Um, like you said, it is a huge next two months. I'm just super super excited for whatever God has in store for me. You have to stay present in every single moment that that you're in. One of the things we say is is be where your feet are. Um, I could easily take my all of my thoughts and my emotions and just put them into next month. Like, am I going to get picked up by somebody? Where are we going to be? Where are we going to be living? Like all of these different thoughts could could take over my mind. You just have to remain present in every single moment. So that's what I've been trying to do. Like if I'm talking to my parents, like I got to be invested in talking with my parents. If I'm spending time with my fiance, I have to be fully invested spending time with my fiance. So that's kind of the mindset that I'm taking um, over these next two months because, you know, it's it, they're going to go super fast. I know they will. You know, I'm just excited for whatever that path that God has for us. And I'm going to go down that path willingly, you know, because no point in fighting that well so cody i gotta tell you we're excited to tell that story you know however this turns out and like i said i think you can get an opportunity one of the reasons i wanted to have you on here is because you know we we rank players and stuff and prospects and size and strength and speed do matter people say they don't matter they do matter and and you know if you look at a lot of the league and a lot of the elite teams in football they're they're bigger stronger faster but at the same time if you put in the work here's a guy you know, and one of the reasons Debbie and I wanted to have you on here, you know, we get a lot of high school athletes who listen to this, high school football players. This guy was like six foot, 165 pounds coming out of high school, running like a four eight, and he's, you know, through a lot of hard work, is legitimately a prospect with a chance to get a shot at playing professionally. And worst case scenario, had the type of college football career that a lot of people could only dream of. That's why we wanted to have you on here, Cody. And I know Nebby had a question for you, but Nebby always likes to ask, you know, what advice you would give to high school athletes. And one of the reasons, like I said, we wanted to have you on here is because I think you're such a great example for some of those guys who do consider themselves underdogs. But what would you tell some of these kids, man? What would you tell that six foot, 165 pound receiver right now that's, that's out playing at a, at a school that maybe doesn't always get in the headlines? Definitely a lot of stuff I would I would share with them. Obviously, never give up on your dreams. Like you, you just continue to work hard. Good things are going to come. But um, the biggest thing I would say is don't let sports or, or don't let temporary things be what defines you. Because if, if that's what's going to define you, football's going to end, whether it's going to end um, whenever you're 18 or it's going to end whenever you're 35, like it's going to end at some point. And if, if that's what's going to define you in your heart, like you're never going to find satisfaction. You're never going to be joyful. If you if, if you have that definition that's in something that's temporary, eventually, um, regardless of what it is, like you're, you're going to run out of the joy that, that you have. I would personally recommend, I mean, if, you, if you're if you defined by God, like it, it's a game changer. And that's a decision that I made. I would say that it's, it's one thing that, that really changed my life and, and has helped me to become the man that I am today. Very wise words, Cody. And again, I was going to say faith the size of a mustard seed. And 
Brian and I both believed in the fact that you can do it, man. Continue to grind it out. Thank you for joining us on our podcast today. Again, I apologize for my delay. Nonetheless, it was a pleasure having you on here. Any any other words, Brian? No, that's it, Cody. Man, look, we're like I said, you, you know, you, you and I. I'm going to keep watching. Exciting next couple of weeks. Uh, you know, we got a couple guys. You know, not just Cody, but uh, Bryce Carter played at Still Highs. Went to a pro day. JoJo Heaton uh, for Old Dominion. He went to a pro day. So we got some guys here in Central Pennsylvania and beyond. We we covered a whole state who were looking to go. But Cody, I think, has a really great story with all the numbers he put up. I think he deserves a. A shot. It's not just the numbers. Look at the. I always look when I turn on the film, Nebby. You know, I've said this. I look at how athletes move, you know, regardless of who they're playing. And I, you can see it with him, I think. So I think, you, Cody, I think you're going to get a shot somewhere. And I look forward to telling that story. And uh, maybe we'll have you back on when, you know, when, you, when you're five years deep in the NFL and caught another 300 passes, maybe, or, <laughs> you know, or, or maybe when you're just an actuary, uh, you can come be another sponsor for us. By the way, Right now, you're working for Pinnacle, right? UPMC. Okay. All right. All right. Not a bad place to be working for, my man. So keep it up. Keep keep doing good, Cody. We're so glad you came on, man. And I'm I'm really excited to see where this story takes you, regardless of whether you're uh you're making big bucks uh, with Pinnacle down the road or if you're uh, catching 400 passes. And I think you got a shot. Sounds good. Yeah. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Hey, Nebby, plug the website, Nebby. Yeah. For those who are listening across PA. Continue to come to penlive.com and subscribe for all of our exclusive content. Hey, 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 Cody, what's your Twitter? Uh, see Cody Gus 14. Go check out Cody's Twitter. Follow him. Tag your favorite NFL team and tell him to give the guy a look on film. Right? Right, Cody? Sounds good. Yeah. 